At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. Somehow we begin hour number two here at Big Bets here on Vs and Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. We, uh, ailments. We both have ailments. You were what, did, what, what ailment do you? I got, I got a neck. I don't have any ailments. Uh, and a, you know, and because we're gonna have Mike Pritchard join us here in about fifteen minutes. You know, a guy that really knows what it means to play hurt. That's right. Everybody complained about what's bothering them just a little bit that you took one Tylenol today for. It's a, and then we're fine. But these guys go hey, out Dave, there. Dave, we were cooking last night, man. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know. Who, get, who, who'd you have cooked for you? And then you took a picture. Claire, that was all me, for. Kelly. But I love your tweet <laughs> to the contrary. Because people are like, you can't cook that well. The wok has changed my whole cooking game. The, what? Oh, the, the wok, wok is a game changer. You can put everything in that thing. And then just mix it up. Put some olive oil in there. A little soy sauce. I did some fresh veggies. Did some pork on the grill. And then put in the pork in the veggies. And it was a restaurant quality dish. Wow. As a bachelor, you got to know these things, man. Date night? Now it's just me. Just you. Just me. By the way, my ordering game is so good. <laughs> me too, buddy. When I, when I go to places, they already know my order before I show up. They're they like, shop? Like, oh, I'm, I'm like, it'll be 10 minutes, no problem. <laughs> Kelly, crown and diet, coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, let's get to the uh, pro tip at hour number one. It came from our great discussion with uh, Nick Alberga when we were talking to NHL. Maybe you want to look to some puck lines here against some of the teams that are giving up large amounts of goals uh, in the NHL, i.e. Bruins tonight against the Kings. Kings have allowed six-plus goals seven times this year. And, and I think what Nick and, and you and all were getting at here in this conversation is you're trying to extract value yep. from some of these teams that are bigger you know, uh, bigger numbers out there. So instead of laying the over $2 right in the price tag, look to maybe, maybe those puck lines in scenarios like that where you know that the, the underdog is a sieve defensively. 
Oh, absolutely. And the big thing, Dave, that you're trying to do is because the price on these games become very high. It's like baseball. Right. Sometimes you don't want to lay that price because anything can happen. But when you get a team that can get out in front and you have teams that are defensively, as you alluded to, very um, just poor, I think it gives you an opportunity to be able to cover that puck line, especially in an empty net situation, mm-hmm. even better. So just something to pay attention to. And then you could always hedge in a situation. Last night, Ottawa, Montreal, 3 nothing Ottawa. And then Montreal scores two goals in the third period. But you could have taken the Canadians if you had the um, sends on a puck line. You could have taken the Canadians at plus three and a half goals. They end up losing by one. So if you didn't cover the puck line there with Ottawa, you still would have been in a great middle situation potentially. And again, that's that's how you're trying to find some of those yeah. middles that you can hit and uh, certainly at least lock in some profit. And you can do that by manipulating those games uh, depending on what you might have before the games begin. You know, we talked about yesterday about in-play and uh, – Kelly yesterday takes the Warriors plus 12 and a half against the uh, Indiana Pacers. Second quarter, right? It, yeah, yeah, it was funny. A friend of mine sent me. Wasn't the best of the number you could have gotten, that's for sure. Really? I didn't realize <laughs> oh, it was that. Yeah, that was that lead, that lead balloon to, I think it was more than 20 in the second quarter the Pacers had. By, by the way, did the supermodel, uh, better known as the triple single play? Huh? He did. Uh-oh. And he got, he got ejected. <laughs> He got kicked he got out ejected. of this one, right? He got ejected. Steph goes down with, with the injury in the third quarter. I thought my bet was dead. Somehow it gets home at the end. It's still, yeah, come back, only but, lose by uh, six. You know, I was a huge, huge Draymond Green fan when he played at Michigan State. I, I loved him at Michigan State, too. He never thought he would translate to the NBA. Never. Well, it wasn't it, for me. It wasn't even about that. I just loved that you know this guy who didn't have a particularly overwhelming skill set. Yeah. Wasn't particularly just big, a worker. Just a worker. Got there, had a great career, and then all of a sudden the fame and, yes. and the yeah. notoriety. You talk about an ego. I mean, the, you talk about a bus rider. You're not the bus driver, buddy. Never have been. <laughs> that is true. Something's happened to Draymond here in the last couple of years. Uh, certainly, look, we all know his effectiveness in helping them win. Uh, title after title after title. He has been a, a, a cog in the machine, but he's never been the lead dog. I mean, not even close to being a lead dog. Gets kicked out of that game but last night. He's got a mean right cross, though. Hey, yeah. Watch out uh, if you're a teammate. Uh, well, tell you one thing. I wish he'd try that with the Joker. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. So, again, that was our pro tip for hour number one here. You can get those across the VEASAN spectrum up to 20 a day as a VEASAN pro subscriber. You can sort them out by show and or by sport when you go to VEASAN.com. I can't believe it, but we're getting close. The bowl season begins tomorrow. Tomorrow, the first of the bowls begins. So, let's get to Friday's game here. Uh, and we got a couple of those on the slate. Miami of Ohio against the UAB Blazers here. Right now, the Blazers are laying 10 and a half, a low total of 45 here. Uh, what do you make of this one, Amal, and, and how do you handicap some of these early bowl games? Because these are these are the ones that don't have as, as much time as the ones that are going to go off in a couple weeks. Yeah, I've only been involved in one game this year with the Red Hawks. That was against Ohio University. That one got over the total. This is a Miami team that, for me, is a little bit inconsistent. Love the Blazers' running game, but not a great passing game. Got to stay away from this game, Dave. I think maybe if there's an in-play opportunity, if you see it being one-sided. I believe this is the Bahamas Bowl, right? Yes. And oh. generally, it's a higher-scoring game. Wind tends to be a factor there in Nassau. For the kicking. Yeah, absolutely. So something to pay attention to. But hmm. not going to play this game. Just looking forward to getting the bowl season started. Should be a lot of fun. Not not a great, great matchup, but should be a pretty decent matchup. Again, when you're in the Bahamas for the Bahamas Bowl, mm-hmm. and you're probably not going to be looking at a lot of field goals, right? So, again, we're ta- talking about the total here, 45. It's not going to be like uh, you kick out a necessity almost in these. Do, do you think that they approach these games differently for teams that maybe are a little bit more offensively challenged? You mentioned UAB. They don't throw it around a lot. Right. Miami, sometimes difficulty to score. 
Could they kind of open it up and say, let's have some fun, boys, and try to score some points? It, it could be, and I think Miami would probably benefit from that more than UAB. I think UAB's game plan is going to be to stick to the running game and go from there. Um, look, if you said, i got to play this game because I'm attending the game, I would probably take the Red Hawks here. All right, so maybe a small lean there, uh, taking the, the points here in the 10.5. Troy, UTSA, the Roadrunners here, mm-hmm. are small dogs getting a point and a half here. Money line play there, plus five. We've talked a lot about this uh, throughout the college football season that sometimes over a long term, inside of a field goal, if you like the dogs, maybe play in the money line. Does that play for you here, or do you like Troy in the small favorites role? I, I like UTSA here. It didn't go crazy. He just made a small play on uh, the roadrunners in this one. Uh, Josh Cephas and uh, Zakara Franklin have been unbelievable, both these guys. Uh, Cephas will get over 1,000 yards, needs 15 in this game. As soon as he gets there, there'll be a du- dual receivers at over 1,000. Brady and Harris have been tremendous running the ball. Troy is a very, very good defensive team. I just I think they'll be able to move the ball on UTSA, but I don't know if they'll necessarily slow down Frank Harris in this offense. I like uh, the Roadrunners here. Forget the point and a half, Dave. I'm, the plus 105 is the play for yeah, me. Yeah, take that plus money there. And, yeah. again, that's what we've been trying to educate you throughout the season here. Sometimes you take those small money line plays plus $1.05 instead of laying the juice uh, and taking the point and a half at the minus $1.10. Long term, that's going to help out your betting profile there in your portfolio. Okay, let's get to the World Cup because now we are down – to the final two, yeah. Argentina against France. Oof. Sunday, this should be a Donnybrook. Argentina plus a dollar eighty-five. France plus a dollar seventy-five. Draw uh, plus two oh five to win the cup. Even money, basically. I was surprised. I mm-hmm. thought France would be a bigger favorite. Me too. So minus a dollar ten either way uh, for France or Argentina. How do you handicap this? This. What could be an epic final? It really could be. Uh, I like France. I would go to win the cup. You don't want to get stuck in a situation where you wind up with a 1-1, 2-2 draw, and then somebody wins in extra time or in penalty kicks. I would rather go with to win the cup. Good price at a pick and price. Now, the plus 175 on either side or 185 with Argentina is pretty intriguing. Uh, so for me, I would look at taking uh, the side to win the cup, though. Again, I think you can make an argument on either one. I like France. I, I know Argentina's played well. But I think France is the more complete team. I think what they have up front, they're too dangerous. I think they go back-to-back. So, Amal, this was – I guess I got a question because we I actually asked you this, what, was it yesterday, about what you thought the price would be on yeah. this? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm – I, was I, way liked wrong. Fr- I liked France as well. We're yeah. getting a much better number here. Are you concerned at all about these virus rumors that are going around Uh-oh. with the team? I, I've not heard that. Okay, I guess there's what I guess there was a couple players that missed last game. I don't know. I don't think they were starters or anything. But the co- the coach uh, came out today saying that they're trying to isolate uh, players and basically, you know. Keep for the, France, Kelly, that's yes, for him? Yes, for France, and keep this kind of spreading amongst the team. Well, that's the worst possible news you'd want to hear as we get to the weekend here. Uh, that That is disconcerting, and maybe that explains the, the pricing a little bit, that it's not well, as high for France? No, I don't think that. I think when you look at it, Argentina, the second favorite to win the Cup, so the argument can be made. I was just going based on what we've seen so far. I thought France has been fairly dominant in this tournament. Uh, They've done a really nice job. You look at Argentina, they had that one hiccup against uh, Saudi Arabia. I just don't think you should be losing to a team of that caliber compared to what the Argentines are. So that's what surprised me a little bit. But overall, I think uh, 
I, I'm still not worried. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday. We were talking about Hugo Lloris, the goaltender for mm-hmm. France. He looked great. He looked like Hugo Lloris of 2018. Right. And I think that'll make a difference. So I, I think that helps out immensely. Also, we, you mentioned that with the goaltending. And we thought that France, maybe their defense w- w- could be an Achilles heel. Certainly was not against Morocco as they get that shutout 2-0. What about against Argentina? Can, can Argentina maybe take advantage of some of the things that Morocco could not? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You bring up a great, great point, Dave, because I think Argentina could finish some of those off and score. Um, But Morocco played very well. There were a couple of great saves. They had some great opportunities, some really good shots from the perimeter. Uh, So if you're Argentina, you want to be just as aggressive as we saw Morocco being. But it's tough because the one thing that happens and nobody's been able to solve is when Mbappe gets going down the left uh, flank, mm-hmm. he's really, really difficult to stop. Giroud has been tremendous in terms of his aerial attack, getting headers on goal. So this is going to be a real challenge, whichever side you come out on. Now we get down to certainly the golden boot with Messi against Mbappe. So we're going to go head to head here for this. And obviously they, they bigger prize for them is to yeah. win this thing. But in that individual award here, how would you handicap those two superstars here going into uh, maybe the biggest matchup they're ever, ever going to have against each other? Yeah, uh, I mean, look, Messi's going to have an opportunity again if he's not, if it's a spot kick from the penalty kick. Uh, but Mbappe, I think, is going to have to show up. He's He's been scoreless last couple of games, and he is the best player in the world right now, and this is the stage where you want to deliver. I mean, think about this. I was looking it up. The two back-to-back champions are Uruguay, 34 and 38, and then, of course, uh, Brazil uh, in 58 and 62 with the great Pelé. And when you think about Mbappe, if he's able to knock off Messi here, I mean, now all of a sudden, if they can do some things at PSG, you start talking about him in the same breath that eventually you will with Messi and Ronaldo. History is also on the line here in what could be a very epic World Cup final. Hopefully everybody is healthy enough and that uh, virus is not going through France. All right, when we come back, Mike Pritchard's going to join the program here, former first-rounder and, of course, NFL star. We'll talk all things NFL and maybe sneak in some college as well. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VCD Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. College Bowl season is about to kick off in VEASAN, as you covered with this year's College Football Bowl Guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and total of every single bowl game from VEASAN experts like our own Brent Musburger. Steve Mackinan's got power rankings for every team, breaks down the motivational factors that are going to affect these bowl games. Josh Hapbaum's going to give you insight into bowl betting strategy, and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you're part of bowl confidence pools. So give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out the College Football Betting Guide. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Uh, I know we got Pritch coming on, but I'm watching the highlights of the NFC Championship game between Seattle and uh, San Francisco. Back in the day. This is like a street fight. Colin Kaepernick against Russell Wilson. Defenses galore. I'm sure Mike Pritchard didn't like those. He liked offensive type games, right? Let's get out there and score some points. So let's catch up with the co-host of Easton's Pro Football Butch. You can follow him as I do on Twitter at MIPritchard. Pritch, it's just three guys here gutting it out, playing hurt, doing shows the way we always do as professionals. I'm kidding that Amal and I have nothing ever to complain about. What was the, the, the game that you knew you were hurt, but you showed up and said, I'm playing for my guys. I'm going to suck it up and give it a go. Oh, Dave, Amal, first of all, great to be with you. But my final year on the field, 
Uh, that was every game. <laughs> I was about to say, Mike, I was actually going to say every his entire career right. going back to Colorado freshman year. Yeah, yeah. No, my final year on the field, I had um, I, I blew my meniscus or I had it blown uh, out, out on my knee uh, in practice and in, in training camp. And so uh, they removed it. So I was bone on bone the entire year. So my <laughs> weekly regimen uh, consisted of three days of getting my knee drained. Um, and then in addition to that, um, the heat, the ice, the elevation and everything you do, I had a machine that I took at home, a compression, a compression machine, uh, and which helped keep the swelling away, uh, right at night. And so I'm laying next to my wife and she's hearing this machine. She can't really sleep. And so it was just a miserable moment. Uh, but I, I think I'll go back to college though, to identify a specific one though, Dave, for your question, uh, as we approaching Thursday night football, it's like. Uh, we had the Orange Bowl, the national championship. I had broke my hand. I had a broken bone in my left hand. And the doctor said, you're okay to play if, if you can deal with the pain. So I was able to deal with the pain uh, several days later uh, and help the team win the championship. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you do things like that uh, in the in the matter of competition and the fact uh, that it's important enough to you uh, for some way, in some reason, you can find a way to block out pain. It's just, it's just amazing. I mean, like, think about the things that you put your body through. I mean, I woke up with a neck. I'm like, oh, uh -oh. man. I, uh -oh. How Listen, am I going to go on, Pritch? <laughs> I, but I'm not surprised because when you think about it, the competitiveness, look, everybody's talented in the National Football League, but I think yeah. what separates them is the, the level of competition, right? If you're hyper-competitive, that's generally how you wind up there. There are very few guys that are very cavalier that are actually going to wind up in the league. So what Mike is talking about doesn't surprise me at all. No, and again, we're yeah, talking I mean, about yeah. – yeah, Thursday night football, Fritz, to your point here, right? That mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker's going to give it a go tonight right. for Seattle. You know, he didn't play last week, and these guys now coming off three days rest for both these teams. Both these teams are nicked up at this point of the year, right? And you got to yeah, play a absolutely. critical game on a Thursday night. You got to get those bodies ready and those minds right to play an important football game tonight. Right, and I think it's better is we got to keep in mind that these guys want to give it a go, but how well are they going to be able to execute, right? Like, for instance, Huntley cleared protocol concussion protocol now uh, i mean i've been in the league a number of years i'm still a card carrying member of the national football league right as nflpa member uh and i mean they're gonna play saturday this guy just had a concussion not too long ago and all of a sudden he's cleared protocol so uh we just witnessed uh tua uh mm. go through a situation which okay he probably shouldn't have cleared protocol right uh, but that's the league for you. Like we're in the month of December when these games mean so much. I mean, you think about the Ravens and how important their game is. Uh, you think about how important the game is tonight. Uh, a lot of times players get cleared and they're ready to play, even though they might not be in the best situation to play. Love what you just said there in terms of breaking it down in terms of the challenge there. Want to ask you specifically about San Francisco tonight. Brock Purdy making a second career start look good. Excuse me. I like his mobility and what he brings to the table. From a 49ers perspective, not just for tonight, but long-term, how concerned are you about a rookie quarterback? And my argument against the rookie quarterback, meaning in favor of San Francisco right now, is that they have so much talent around him. And the way Shanahan will design the game plan, I think some of those things that you would normally concern with with the rookie may not arise here with the 49ers. What are your thoughts on that? You know, Amal, I think the best way for me to convey this to the audience is that, you know, Physically, Brock Purdy is capable of doing everything that the 49ers will ask him to do, right? We saw that last week against Tampa. Probably some pressure on him, but not uh, at that much pressure. But as you get closer and closer to the playoffs, and in fact, into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, if you lose, you go home, how will that player handle the pressure? 
right? Like physically and, and from a talent standpoint, yeah, he's more than capable of, of, of fitting into this role, uh, suiting this role for what the 49ers need him to do. But the pressure of the moment just changes everybody. It really does. I've seen great players uh, melt uh, under pressure. I've seen other players rise up above pressure uh, and become legendary, too. So we don't know that about Brock. I mean, mm. I think physically he has all the talents and, and all the uh, all the uh, mechanics and everything you need to operate within this offense, like what Kyle wants him to do. But the pressure changes. Like, we'll see tonight. I think there's going to be some pressure on that situation uh, tonight for the 49ers. And then as we move closer and closer to the playoffs and, and in fact into the playoffs, uh, we'll find out whether or not Brock Purdy can handle all that. You know, it's a great point about pressure and how it, at different points of the year, right, it's it's going to feel different for these guys. Yep, I want right. to get to another quarterback that we touched upon a little bit, and that's Tua Tagovailoa. Now they're going up to Buffalo in a very important game now for the, for the Dolphins here. They're catching seven on the road against the Bills. I don't want to say that Tua was exposed, Mike, last week against the Chargers, but that was not a good Charger defense last week. They were out without Bosa and James, their two best defenders, and yet guys off the street kind of shut down this Dolphins offense. Are people catching up to the offense, or is it more that Tua just didn't play as well as he needs to in a big spot? Yeah, Tua's running out of options, to be honest with you, Dave. I mean, I, I think the Miami's offense was exposed against the 49ers the week previous. Uh, uh, so you, the blueprint is out there now, and we saw that with the backups from the Chargers. You're right. I mean, you're, you're sitting at break points uh, for those receivers and, and certainly the comfort zone. And when Tua wants to throw the football, now he has to hold it. And now he's got to make something happen. And he's not that good at doing that. Mm. Uh, you're also sitting on end cutting routes, which that's what Tua uh, is highly efficient with. Uh, and so we saw the Chargers take that away. And then, OK, what else can the Dolphins get to? Not a lot. You know, they can't run the ball like they want to or they need to. Uh, and then Tua couldn't adjust uh, to that style of defense. One thing that they did find, though, which I was surprised that McDaniel didn't get back to it more often, was the matchup element of that offense. I mean, if you get Ty Tyreek Hill one-on-one -on -one in a situation <laughs> like that, that's a mismatch. And he was able to do that, and that turned into a long touchdown. So it's an easier throw for Tua, but it simplifies the offense, more importantly, for Tua as well. So uh, I look for Miami to try to do that against Buffalo. But again, you're talking about Buffalo now, uh, which can match up very well with, with the personnel from Miami. Are you surprised it took this long for somebody to kind of design their defense for the Miami matchup this way? Because they absolutely negated what they did. I mean, they had mm -hmm. one scoring drive. The other one was a fumble recovery. I'm sure they designed it that way, but let's be real. They, I mean, other than that, they didn't do anything. Ma, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm very shocked by it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because it, it was it was something that made me pull out the little hairs I have left on my head. I mean, I got, I still got a good full hair, uh, head of hair here, right? But, you know, some areas are, are thinner than others. But I'm like, man, how are you not understanding how to defend this offense? And we saw that repeatedly for against Miami in terms of teams, certainly if you bet against Miami, like I did a few times. Uh, but now, yeah, you know, we're in the month of December approaching the playoffs too. Teams are really focused in on what you do, your tendencies, where you like to do certain things, and then more importantly, the personnel that you have on the field. Fritz, I'm looking at this Lions game on the road against the Jets. Feels like a playoff eliminator in either conference, right, for the Lions mm -hmm. and or the Jets. Uh, been about to pick them all week long. Right. Are we buying Detroit on the road? I know they look really good at home, and it doesn't matter who they play at home. They look good yeah. even in defeat like to the Eagles and to the Bills. But now they're going on that road. Jared Goff on the road feels like a different guy. What do you make of the lines? Is it 
Are they Fugazi or are they real? No, I'm buying them. I, I think they are real. I'm, I'm teasing them up and, and as a matter of fact for this game. I mean, uh, certainly you like the point situation, but now it's a pick them. But I, I think you could tease either side and be okay. But uh, I, I like the Lions for this uh, reason. Uh, they believe that they're good, uh, mm. Dave. Uh, they, they, I think the culture changed a little bit, uh, the confidence certainly. But the energy from all those former players on that staff is not allowing those those players on that Lions roster to think any differently, right? Uh, I mean, we saw hard knocks and we get that and it was all hype, but now it's real because it's working uh, and they're the hottest team in the National Football League, perhaps in the NFC right now. So uh, I think they're dangerous because they believe that they're dangerous. Man, I mean, that makes me want to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. I mean, that guy, they, <laughs> right. right? He just, he's biting kneecaps and it seems all yeah. gimmicky, but then when it starts to click, Mike, the players start to buy in, right? Yeah, I think everybody's dr- drinking the coffee that he's drinking, <laughs> to be honest with you. Whatever that is. I mean, there's not a Fritz, you're the best. Love talking NFL with Mike Pritchard. Check him out on the Pro Football Blitz and follow him on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. We'll talk some buffs when we have some more time, my friend. I can't wait to pick All your right. favorite back. Primetime in Boulder. Yep. There he is, everybody. Mike Pritchard, when Thank we you. come back, we'll talk more Thursday Night Football and look ahead to the mock draft in the NFL. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. Back alongside the Mall Show, we roll on this edition here on a Thursday of Big Bets. Of course, we've got Thursday Night Football tonight with Seattle and San Francisco. But all eyes will be on the NFL draft come April. And once the season starts to wind down, I know some Johnny-come-latelys are going to get in that market and start to look at where they can find some of the better numbers associated with players that we think will be potentially the number one pick. Now, look, Todd McShay, these guys, they do their, they do their due diligence, right? right? Nobody's going to ever say that they don't. This doesn't necessarily mean that Todd McShay thinks these are the teams and who they should take. But I think after doing some of his research, this is what he thinks in how the draft orders will go. And what's really interesting is number one, because Houston right now going to have the number one pick, okay? Right. Now, Todd McShay has Bryce Young going number one out of Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner from a year ago. But it's something that you and I have talked about a little bit when you look at Bryce Young just on the whole. And look, maybe Lovey Smith, if he's going to be there, part of the brain trust, maybe they are already committed to potentially taking Bryce Young uh, number one overall. But size does matter. This is a bad year right now for short quarterbacks in the NFL. You can go down the line. The Russell Wilsons, the Baker Mayfields, et cetera. They just have not had good years. Not blaming it all on height. But it's been a couple years. Now, does Brock years. Purdy change the situation? Maybe? Right, maybe Brock Purdy can. Sure, if you want to throw screen passes all day from your franchise quarterback, <laughs> there's a reason why Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. By the way, I think Dave is a heightist. <laughs> as, a, as a fellow <laughs> short guy. I normally champion the cause of small guys, but not a good year to be a short guy and try to make that claim in the NFL. Bryce Young is just not as big as, say, Will Levis, right, coming out of Kentucky. And I know a lot of people like that. They just look at the bigger guys for the quarterback position. Certainly, you look at Ohio State 
and you're going to say, well, size, if size matters, Bryce won't go number one. What do you make? Is that the only knock that you would see on a Bryce Young going number one overall, even though McShay has got a mocked to number one to Houston? Yeah, I think Bryce is an amazing player. I think he's a generational player in terms of at least what he's performed at college. My concern is not just the height, but can he take the durability? I know the NFL, the quarterbacks are not hit like they've been in the past, but still, every once in a while, you get a guy that just plants you, and it could be an issue. I know he'll get a 15-yard penalty, but it doesn't change the fact that you might have gotten planted on your shoulder into the ground. So that'll be an interesting scenario. Um, the individual work is going to be huge for both of these guys, for Stroud and Young, which mm-hmm. one goes first. Um, I'll tell you, Seattle's got a great pick there, which uh, the number two pick coming in from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade yes. puts them in a great position, the Bears. I would love if they got Will Anderson. I think it would help their defense. If Atlanta takes Will Levis, they're going to continue to struggle. I don't like him. I don't think he's particularly that good. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Well, what's interesting to me is, again, and right now you can find some numbers out there. Bryce Young right now to be the number one pick, plus $1.25. C.J. Stroud will be the second betting favorite at plus $1.75. Will Anderson to go number one, plus $5.50. It does feel like Houston right now is positioned, no disrespect to, you know, whatever you think of Davis Mills, it doesn't look like they've got a, a quarterback of the future. So you would think it would be Young or Stroud. Now, Levis is the wild card at 15-1. to one. To, to go number one overall. But would you be would you be stunned if Houston just doesn't take a quarterback first overall? I would fire the entire staff if they didn't. Right. I, I want to go back to something you said. No disrespect to Davis Mills. Why do people preface it before they go and insult somebody? <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Well, I mean, forget, job, forget the little caveat it, there. It's not going to be your job next year. It, it, it's not what we believe. Hey, maybe he'll have the opportunity to compete for the job, but they're drafting a quarterback number one, Houston. <laughs> yeah. Right? What, yeah, no right question. now, Amal, do you think it is – uh, at what percentage do you think it's it's uh, Bryce Young at f- number one? I don't know because the one thing is when Stroud does the individual workouts, he can make every throw, and that's what the scouts love. When you saw his workout last year with Olave and Wilson, everyone's like, you know, forget Olave and Wilson. We want this kid because he can make every throw that you need to make on the field. I'm not going to sit there and say his arm's on the level of Josh Allen, but he comes in the league, his arm is top five. Okay, so it, before we get to those workouts, right, yeah. you're assuming he's going to do well in those workouts. Right. Is there a price point that he could get to in this market before we, in the next, what, what is that, six weeks, two months, mm-hmm. two and a half months before we get to those workouts that you think it's worth a bet on Stroud? Uh, I think, you know, you can make an argument that either guy could be bet on. It just okay. depends on your personal preference. And, you know, the, the McShays of the world and all these guys put out these Mac, mock drafts. I'll tell you, if you look at his mock drafts, because I, I pay attention to this closely, yeah. he's got 320 guys from Alabama going every year. Yeah. And somehow, some of these guys that are supposed to, where's Eli Ricks? I saw Eli Ricks in the uh, top yeah. 10. Eli Ricks can't even start until mid-October in Tuscaloosa. I, I understand, but these, these are the things that move betting markets. Right? I don't disagree with you, but you know what? Then you got to be able to sift through that and determine exactly. what's legit. And to me, look, Houston's going to take a quarterback. Yep. There's a prop bet available for who Houston's taking position-wise. It's going to be a quarterback. They need a franchise quarterback. You've got two franchise quarterbacks right at the top of the draft and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. In terms of who you prefer, it's going to come down to what your roster composition is. When you look at your offensive line, do you need somebody who's going to be mobile immediately in a Bryce Young? Or do you sit there and say, we're decent on the O-line. Now if we got somebody who can just start picking off targets, throw some deep shots if we keep Brandon Cooks in the mix, a guy like C.J. Stroud can make a, a player like Brandon Cooks better because of his ability to throw the deep ball. What stuns me is when you look at the – this is a mock draft. Again, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into these price points here of where they might be associated with, is two and four. Now, Jalen Carter is mocked to Seattle at two, the big DT out of Georgia. 
Four is Mox, C.J. Stroud, to Detroit. The reason right. why I bring up those two teams, Seattle and Detroit, do they have their quarterbacks of the future? Great question. Detroit does not. Seattle doesn't either. And that's why I'm surprised that automatically we're assuming Seattle's going to take a Jalen Carter. Great, right. great point. Then that's where I'm getting at. Like, if if they're not, I know we were all sold on Geno Smith in the last week. Maybe people, people start to go, wait, it's still Geno Smith. Would Seattle not be in play for a quarterback at two? And then if Detroit falls in love with Jared Goff, the resurgence of Goff, would they not, you know, necessarily CJ Stroud could no. go higher than four Listen, in this mock draft? I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you get CJ Stroud near Detroit, you just won the draft. And Ooh. and the reason why I say that is, or if you get Bryce Young, you won the draft at four. Because remember, the guy you drafted in the first round played with both of these guys. He played at Ohio State. He played at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a great fit coming in. You've got already Amon Ross St. Brown. This, you talk about a great dynamic that the Lions could be looking at. They've been playing well. I know Goff's done a nice job so far, but I think it's a lot of the pieces around him. It changes how this team is real quickly. It, it'll be interesting. This should be a really good draft. Well, it's, it's also one of those situations, if that's what plays out of all, you might not even need to force playing that that rookie quarterback year one, right? Yeah, right. You give him plenty of time in that first year to work, get you know get get accustomed to the playbook and stuff. Sitting behind golf. Well, and then the, the the other surprising one here again. This is just a mock draft about by McShay, but it will affect those betting markets, as Kelly was alluding to. Is Will Levis at six to to Atlanta? Didn't they just draft Desmond Ritter? Like it, it, we're going to find out because Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback. And by the way, Marcus Mariota, bizarre story. He's not even with the team anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not with the team. And Arthur Smith was his guy from Tennessee. And Arthur Smith had some things to say, which were basically, well, he chose to have surgery and not be with us anymore. Like, what's going on there? So now you've got Desmond Ritter. You've got no veteran there. I'd be stunned if Marcus Mariota is ever back in Atlanta. Would you really go with another rookie quarterback in Will Levis to back up a second-year guy? In Desmond Ritter, it feels like that would be a chaotic situation. It would, um, but remember, we saw Preston. You know, you were in D.C. Washington takes RG three, and then they take Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. Yeah, and the other thing is, and McShay is saying that I don't know if he has any insight with the Falcons, where they don't believe in Desmond Ritter already, and they've written him off. Yeah, because sometimes you sit there and you look at a quarterback and you go, "Yo, the, we we drafted the wrong guy." Well, we know last year there was only one quarterback taken in the first round. That was Kenny Pickett, 20th overall Mm -hmm. to Pittsburgh, right? This is going to be one of those years where they go, well, what's going to be the betting market? Is it going to be five first-round quarterbacks? Is this supposed to be the good quarterback class, right? Who's the fifth guy in this this one? Well, the amazing thing here is look at Anthony Richardson. Mocked to 11 to Carolina. That would be the fourth quarterback already going in the top 11 picks. So while we did not have a run at quarterbacks last year, it feels like we're going to have a run at quarterbacks this year. Yeah, the problem with Richardson is he's a lesser model of what Cam Newton was. Right. Right, like Cam Cam was a better player, Heisman Trophy winner. Anthony Richardson's got a ton of raw talent. I would say raw talent-wise, he's right up there with Cam, but I just don't think he's as polished as Cam was coming out of Auburn. So this would be a challenge here if you take a Richardson because I think he's a guy that's going to be a bit of a project. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to change my mind on him, though, Mo. You asked me that question, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago. What round do I think he was going to go? And I think mm-hmm. I said third or fourth. I do think he's going to end up being a first-round pick just because oh, of course some team's going to fall. No, no, no. All it takes is one team no right, to fall in love with him. And it might be back end of the draft. It might be what? middle of the way. When you look at him, he's bigger than your tight ends and your linebackers. You're going to draft yeah. him. Well, that's the thing, right? Because you mentioned it's kind of Cam Newton light. Yeah. And boy, Carolina, the only time they went to is, well, they would have been two Super Bowls 
one of those times with Cam Newton. So maybe they fall in love with somebody they think might be Cam 2.0 uh, in 2023. Very interesting early on. But again, we'll start talking about that a little bit more as the markets come clear. How many first-round quarterbacks? I got to set that bar at five right now. That's the way I'm looking at it uh, so far here in December. Come on back. We'll put a, a finishing bow on this edition of Big Bets here on these and these Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com. Check out our World Cup daily bet and get it is a whole new game. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We're finishing this edition of Big Bets. Before we get to Thursday Night Football again, I did see that Steph Curry is going to be expected to miss a few weeks is what we're being told now after an MRI revealed the, the injury uh, that he left in the third quarter last night, the left shoulder injury. But this is a team that struggled all year mightily on the road. Now without Steph, are we starting to worry about the Warriors? By the way, MVP tickets, if you had him on Steph, that's going to hurt. That he's going to be out for a couple weeks here. You can never, you know, anticipate injury. But how do you look at the Warriors' big picture now that you know he's going to be out at least a minimum a couple weeks? I think it's going to be a real challenge for this team. We've already seen them struggle on the road so far. How do they get that changed? I mean, you lose, Boy. I don't know, one of the top two or three players in the world. Yeah. It, it's kind of a problem. To win the West, remember, they were plus 350 here to win the I mean, I don't know that winning the West will be their number one, you know, their number one charge, if you will, down the stretch, because they're going to feel like as long as we're healthy, we don't care what our seed is. So I don't know that that's why I, I don't like that wager on the Warriors today after the news of Steph being out. One, as we were alluding to, they were already dismal on the road with Steph. Yeah. Now you're out a couple of weeks. To me, it's going to be like Steve Kerr's mentality is going to be, let's just be healthy. So let's really go load management on these guys, whether we like that or not, and make sure we don't run these guys into the ground, get Steph back, and we'll make our push with the healthy guys, whether we're a three seed, four seed, five seed, doesn't matter. How long is he going to be out, you said? A Says couple of weeks. A few weeks, according to uh, he, he, Here's the yeah. problem. They've got a four-game road trip still in play against uh, Philadelphia, Toronto, the Knicks, and Brooklyn. What are they going on, on those four games? Without Steph. Yeah. Well, they were not winning games, period, with him. They're two and thirteen on the road. I think they wind up probably either three and sixteen or two and seventeen after those four. Wow. You come back home, you got Memphis. Hornets are winnable, obviously. Jazz, Trailblazers. I mean, the schedule gets a little bit lighter in early January, but I mean, this team, you don't want to fall so far behind where you can't overcome the mountain. I mean, as of right now, this is, this is a team that, that we talk about most valuable player. There's no secret who, who Amol and I think at least who is the most valuable player in the NBA. That is Giannis Antetokounmpo on the yep. Milwaukee Bucks. However, if you look at on-off splits, 
the the off splits with Steph Curry off the court for for the Golden State Warriors, they are a bottom five team in the NBA so far this season. Well, you mean triple singles not leading them? <laughs> exactly. You got a bunch of these young guys that they expected to make that next step forward here this year to kind of meld, you know, meld together with the veterans that they have on that team, and you just really haven't seen that consistently come across. This is a major issue. They have to have Steph Curry healthy and in that lineup to be a threat in the West. Well, to me. If you've got Steph 11 to 1 to win the MVP, I'm not saying it's a dead ticket, but it takes a big hit today, right? And, or you could look, look at it conversely and say, well, if they continue to struggle mightily without him, yeah. and then he comes back and they light it up, you make the case that, see, I am the most valuable player. But I just don't know how long he's going to be out. And two, to be the shortest favorite right now to win the West, there is no way I'm playing the Warriors now with this news today. No way. Because again, I just don't think it'll be that important to them to get home court throughout the, the postseason as the number one seed. Because I think they think we can go on the road and beat anybody with a healthy Steph Curry. Well, yeah, not only that, also Kerr played under Popovich. Popovich didn't care. His thing right. was getting the playoffs. We're not winning 16 games at home and losing 12 on the road. Right. right? And, and he was right. And five championships later proves it. But, Cal, when you look at right now, if Golden State isn't there, Lakers inconsistent but getting better, who are some teams that you consider to be a threat to come out of the West? Because, look, I'm not a believer in John Morant. Look, he's a great player. He's an entertaining player. I don't look at him as a championship-level player. He's got that CP3 DNA. You can win everything that means nothing. Yep, I uh, I completely agree. So I, th- there are three teams that I expect to be there at the end. There's one team that I just made a bet on to win this conference a few, few days ago. That was the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans like are deep. They are a top 10 offensive and defensive team. They have three go-to scores. It's a team that I've talked about them much. You've heard a lot more talk about them this year. They're still not being talked about enough because the only other teams that I put in the category that I think are going to be there at the end of all are the Warriors, but that was before we just got this Steph yes. news. So let's see how long it plagues them. But I don't care. If Warriors roll into the playoffs as a sixth seed, a seventh seed, I still think they're, they have a good, they have enough firepower to win the, an NBA title. The only other team I'll put up there is, is the L.A. Clippers. But we have to see this. From the Clippers, from the Warriors, <laughs> these teams have to click. And right now, the Pelicans are the team that's clicking in the Western Conference. A couple things i got to address. First of all, let's start with the Pelicans, then I'll get to the Clippers in a minute. Um, I love Ingram and Williamson. They're they're extremely dangerous. But to me, I love the leadership of C.J. McCollum. Trey Murphy and Herb Jones are guys that understand their roles. I love Herb Jones. I love them at Alabama. Trey Murphy, same thing when he was at Virginia. So I like this team. Jose Alvarado, same thing. you got a bunch of guys. Herb Jones, second-round pick. Mm -hmm. Absolute dude, wins SEC Player of the Year. Trey Murphy is a guy nobody even thought about for the NBA. Nobody even knew him unless you follow college basketball. He's been a stud. He's been an absolute stud. Brandon Ingram, I'm not a Krzyzewski fan, but he had a great compliment on Brandon Ingram. He goes, there's high maintenance, low maintenance, and then there's Brandon Ingram. No maintenance. I love that. I mean, (laughs) you know, he's the kind of guy you want on a team. Balachunas, we both like. I like this team a lot. I like that play. Now, the Clippers, I think he just did that to appease JVT, who just walked in the studio to mention the head nod. They have to be healthy. They have to be healthy. And that is... How can Kawhi not be? He doesn't play any games. <laughs> he should be fresh as a daisy. Exactly. I mean, my goodness. Point is, though, I don't, I don't trust the Nuggets. I don't trust the Suns. I don't trust the Grizzlies. I don't trust the Mavericks. So you can start crossing a bunch of teams off this That's list what, to me right now. I'm with you on that. I, I love the fact that Dame is the best closer in the NBA. Um, I'm with you on Memphis, Phoenix, uh, Dallas. I'm not buying any of those teams. Now, Dallas is not even up there in terms of the standings, but still overall – 
I just don't buy them. It just it feels like it's the, the West is wild. It's wide open, and especially with that news today of Steph. So it's like I look at this and I go, okay, there's the smallest favorite on the board, Golden State. No, this brings a lot of other teams into play now because they're, they're going to struggle without Steph for, quote-unquote, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this team goes, especially with their bad road record. Four straight games on the road coming up here. Something to pay attention what, to. Phoenix is one and six in there. They're, yeah, they're struggling as well. So it's like these favorites up there that we're expecting to be the cream of the crop of the West, they're not showing it right now. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I, I continue to clap the fact that the nut grabber is never going to win an NBA title. Wow. Uh, Chris Paul. <clears throat> I mean, listen, go back. He, it's just not his first time. That's why I always said I'm a big Patrick oh. Beverly fan for the shove. He threw a, threw a bow at uh, Alvarado uh, last week, too. That uh, I saw that. Yeah. Did Chief Shaw do that or Chris Paul? One, one of those two guys. Chris Paul. I don't know. Maybe they should cancel the commercial like they should cancel him. But the bottom line is when you look at this team right now, they're just not that good. They're not as good as they've been in the past. They've got some issues. Uh, the one game I want to bring up tonight, Cal, revenge spot here for the Pelicans on the road at Utah. Oh, I'm back on it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We knew it. you would be. I know JVT is. I'm back on yeah. it. I, I like the, the spot. spot, right? Yeah, revenge, revenge spot, spot here. Now lines down to a pick em. I think New Orleans plays much better than that 21-point walloping they took yep. uh, in that game in Salt Lake City. All right, so that's now a pick em, as we see there with the Pels. But, again, that's the big news today for Steph Curry. Uh, by the way, JVT, Matt Brown, coming up next here on the final countdown. Let's get back to Thursday night football here yeah. in the, the last two minutes that we have in the show. And again, we, we, we had Josh Applebaum. He's on Seattle tonight, getting that three and a half. I know yeah. you're on the, the Niners laying the three and it's kind of like getting the best of the number, right? Yeah. So like you've got the best of the number laying the three with the Niners. Do you think this gets to four before kickoff? Uh, I don't know if it necessarily gets that high because three and a half is an interesting number, particularly on the road in a division game. But I still have some concerns. Even if Kenneth Walker plays, I don't know if he's playing defense tonight. Uh, that's my concern because they can't stop the run. If they can't stop the run, it's going to be a problem. I think you're going to feed McCaffrey, and then you'll utilize play action. And I don't know if there's a better team in the National Football League for play action with than San Francisco because of what you have uh, in terms of the quarter, uh, excuse me, the running, uh, running game. And, you know, I look at the total 43. It feels like at first glance, you look at that and you go, I got to play the under here, don't I? With the defense that San Francisco has, the, the struggle that Seattle's had in the last couple of weeks offensively here, you, you got to think this is one of those type of, ga type of games that Pete Carroll doesn't want to take chances with that defensive line coming at him and Geno Smith potentially turning the ball over, maybe close to the vest with Kenneth Walker, get that running game going. And again, you look at Walker, the, the rushing prop tonight is 49 and a half. Again, how long can he go? How healthy is he really? Look at McCaffrey. Whoa, 123 and a half total with rushing yards and receiving yards. Feels high to me, but without Debo, it's going to be a lot of McCaffrey, even more McCaffrey than we're used to. And I'll tell you the one thing I've noticed about Christian McCaffrey over the years is he runs very, very hard. I mean, Boy. he is tough to bring down. I don't know if anybody's as tough as Debo Samuel to tackle, but McCaffrey's not that far behind. Uh, very quickly before we say goodbye for this show, pro tip for hour number two. Look, the Texans, the number one seed right now in the NFL draft, depending on which quarterback you think it is, you can argue that all you want. They're going to take a quarterback Number one overall. That would be the biggest shock in the draft. So if you have a prop there for Houston taking a quarterback number one overall, that might be the way to go here in December. Adjust those draft bets. Who's coming in real quick? No Kawhi, no Paul George tonight uh, for the Clippers against the Suns. Why don't you tell us when they're playing? That's more breaking news. Final countdown up next here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus